This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Yo, what's up? Welcome into episode 46 of Small Talk. I'm your host as always, Michelle Smallman, and I'm itching to dive in today. I cannot wait to talk about our St. Louis Blues. Huge game for a win over the Boston Bruins last night here in St. Louis. So let's welcome the guys into the conversation and we'll get things going. Tommy Freeze Pops is here in the studio with me, noted Boston Bruins fan. Tom, hello. Good morning, Michelle Smallman. And let's connect out in Connecticut, in Bristol, Connecticut, with Steve Cerruti, executive producer of The Will Cain Show and huge blues guy. Steve, how you doing? Let's go blues. What's good? Chilling. Cerruti, huge, huge win for our St. Louis Blues last night. Saw it. First game I watched all season. (laughs) What's up? Nothing else was on last night. And I was like, you know what? I'll put the hockey on. It's 2-2. I think I started, I think I tuned in with like 10 minutes to go, maybe. Oh, so you saw some good stuff. And yeah, and I, they scored like pretty, I think pretty close after I started watching. And then they obviously got the empty netter later. I saw some John Ham action. What's up, St. Louis? <laughs> that beard was awesome. You got a great beard going. What do yeah. you think of a scarf, Steve? I love the scarf too. I'm not sure I could pull it off, but I might try in the future. But I, and I had just seen that John Ham movie. I just saw, uh, what was it? Um, Bad Times at the El Royale which is a good movie. You should see it. Okay. Great cast. Uh, John Hamm is in it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I was hyped. It was good stuff. Our Blues are back. Let's go. 2-2. Was Saruti the missing link for the St. Louis Blues this entire time, this entire history of the franchise? It was Saruti yeah. watching the game. Yeah, so he's obviously a huge Blues guy. He's obviously on the bandwagon. <laughs> well yeah. But the component for the Blues to bring this home is that Steve actually has to watch the games. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility because I can't give you a guarantee I'll watch game five or a game six or potentially a game seven. But if there's nothing else going on, I'll put it on. If, I, th- I think you'd watch a game seven. Yeah, come on. You'd absolutely have to watch a game. Or a clinching game six. <sighs> what, what else are you doing on a Sunday night? You're not in like any prayer groups last I mean, time I'm I checked. I'm still in a pretty deep FIFA session. <laughs> on a know. Sunday night? Yeah, listen. Is this a whole no, day activity? If there's no NBA going on, like I got I got to get my FIFA time Yeah, in mental and... health's important. All right, well, let's run through this. What's the NBA final schedule? Because honestly, that's been the biggest detriment to me during this Blues run is that I'm just inundated with hockey and I haven't even really been able to focus on the NBA finals the way I want to. I believe it's obviously Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday. Here, I'm pulling it up. Dude, Monday, come on. You're an NBA guy. You should Thursday? know this. <laughs> okay. Don't you produce Rosillo, bro? Yeah. Sorry. It's Wednesday. It's Friday. It's... Monday, Thursday. Right. Monday. Hold on. This is bad radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good radio. Okay, Are you kidding me? It's Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Thursday. You're correct. Yeah, so I got so I got it right. There you go. You got it right. <laughs> You're ready you to go. Confident, so so you don't take that back. <laughs> so here's the good news for you, Steve. Our Blues are playing Thursday, Sunday, mm. and I don't think that we're going to need a Game 7. Wow, you are so cocky. It's <laughs> unbelievable. She said that on the show today. That? Yeah, that's that's you shouldn't say that. And I looked at her, I was like, huh. And you're like, yeah, I'm just saying. All cocky over there after one, well, I guess two Stanley Cup Finals wins. All right, Steve, we need a gut check from you, our huge Blues guy. Series tied 2-2. How are you feeling? Do you think the Blues can get this thing done? I got the Blues in seven, obviously. <laughs> um, I think you're way too cocky, Michelle. I so think it'll cocky. be close. I can't say that, I, like I said, I can't say I'll, I'll watch any of the rest of it, but you know what? If they need me in game seven, 
I'll put it on just Whoa. because I know they need me. Thank you, How's Steve. That? I How's really that? appreciate your dedication that's for, that's here. For, that's for Nelly and the St. Lunatics and the rest of the Lou. What's up? What's up? So it's not that I'm being too cocky, but I desperately want the Blues to win this at home. So it has to be a game six victory. So I'm putting it into the universe. Oh, so that's why you, okay, so that's why you're predicting this. Yeah, of course. That's why I'm predicting six because this is a fan base who's never won and who's desperate to see this. And yes, it would be obviously amazing if they win it in Boston, but it would be top sports moment of my lifetime to be in that building when the Blues win the Stanley Cup final in St. Louis with all those fans. Better than a Cardinals World Series win? So, yes, yes, because they've never won and Mm. just everything that has paved the broken road to get them here, you know, not just in the Blues history, but obviously everything that's happened in St. Louis and with the Rams and just, you know, a really tangled and complicated sports history leading to this. But I will say, I think I'm having a little bit of recency bias because Game 6, 2011, the David Freeze moment still stands alone as, like, the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. If you were to rank—okay, I'm, I'm gonna. this is going to be a tough question for you, Michelle, but sure. I want you to answer it honestly. Okay. If you were to rank, like, peak every team, including the Rams, St. Louis, okay. how would it go? Like, each team is at their peak, like, you know, Ooh. competing for championships. That's yeah. tough. Rams, Cardinals— and and blues. Am I missing anybody? No, right. No. Rams, Cardinals, Blues. Like what? How, I'm assuming the Rams would be last because you know I don't know if you can put your bias aside. So basically, between the Cardinals uh, and Blues. What do you, when you're saying rank them? Are you saying the most fun to watch or, or special like championships? Like where the town? No, like the ta- the town is the most into it when when that team is in Ooh, the hunt for a championship. God, that's so hard. Okay, let me break this down for you and explain why this is so difficult for me. So this Blues run that we're on is unprecedented. Last night, the Blues won their first home Stanley Cup final game ever in the history of the franchise, over 50 years. So that takes on this whole other layer of special and prominence, right? So that kind of stands alone. But when you look at 2011, even though the Cardinals have such a rich history of winning, that team was 10 and a half games out of the playoffs in Mm -hmm. August. And then they made this crazy run, this Cardinals devil magic run, and then you have the hometown kid coming down to the final strike two times to repel them into game seven. So that was special in its own way. And honestly, I think that's part of the reason why the Rams thing stung so badly, because when the greatest show on turf was at its peak and when they won that Super Bowl, it was insane here. It was magic. That was such a ridiculously stacked team. They had the most prolific offense in NFL history. I mean, look at all the Hall of Famers that were on that offense. It was so fun to watch. And the town was obsessed. So they all are are ridiculous in their own way. But if I had to rank it, and I don't know if this is recency bias or not, because this blues thing has been bananas. It probably is a little. I know. I but that's would, okay. Just just go with your gut right now. I would go this blues run number one. I would go Cardinals number two and Rams number three, even though I could easily rearrange <laughs> all of those pieces and it would still you could make an argument for any of them. Yeah. I think that the only possible way to do what you just did is through recency bias. Like, let's pretend that you just did that ranking during that Super Bowl run for the Rams. You'd have the Rams number one. That's just, it, it, 
it just would be that the only way. reason I put the Rams last is because it was ninety nine and they had just moved there in in ninety five. So when you look at the emotional buy in mm-hmm. of like the blues fan who suffered for fifty years, uh-huh. it just is so much more personal. True, but and again, this is from a complete outsider. So tell me if I'm wrong. That Rams run, they probably had just as much passion behind that. Because of what happened to the football Cardinals Correct. getting ripped out of here, like There's there was so many layers. There was to this. all that sort of like you know animosity towards the NFL, being like, you know what, we can go out and win a Super Bowl. See, look at me, I'm the Captain St. Louis. Look here. at this wow, guy geez. over here. Yeah, I've been hanging out with Bernie and Michelle too much. Jesus, uh, I, I think it's interesting the way that you could look at it is like ten years from now. Do you think you'll remember this Blues run if they do win it in the same way you remember the Rams run from '99? Yeah, because you'll never forget your first time. Fair. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, true. it's the first, I mean, they've never won. Uh, and obviously, you know, when a team first moves here, it's, the Rams had never won either. And I, I think the Cardinals win was so special, but Cardinals fans are kind of like Patriots fans. They're spoiled in the fact that every generation of a Cardinals fan has seen a champion. So that but that was just nuts. All those little factors, you know, the happy flight, the rally squirrel. It was just crazy. All of it was crazy. Rally squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. As we're kind of talking through this, the Blues, well, hey. It's an impossible conversation. But I don't even want to get too far ahead of ourselves because the Blues still have two more massive games to win. If the Blues don't win the cup, which, you know, hey, the Bruins then win. Congrats to them. Yes. Um, that Pat Maroon goal is still something that will live in infamy here forever. I Ever. Mean, that was incredible. He's a and I, I'm, again, I'm a Boston sports fan, but that was the coolest moment I've ever been live to witness. And it's going to take a lot to top that. Like, I'm going to need to be at, I'm going to need to go back in time and be at one of those Patriots Super Bowl comebacks to top that, because that was incredible. Double OT, hometown kid, unreal. Who took less money to come home to be it's with his son? It's such a good story, dude. Saruti, do you know this story? I know nothing about what you're talking about. So <laughs> I, I was just zoning out. Sorry. So <laughs> let's key in our blues guy. So Pat Maroon, uh, blues player Steve, huge blues guy. He's a blues player. We're in double OT in game seven, and he scores the game-winning goal, the hometown kid, on Ben Bishop, who's another native St. Louisan. So St. Louis on St. Louis crime. And the Pat Maroon story is great because he had offers to go other places. He took less money to come to St. Louis so that he could be near his son. That's some intense stuff right there. I mean, it's it's a movie, right? Who I'm trying to think. Like who besides Jason Tatum, who's like another hoops guy? Bradley Beal. <laughs> okay, so that'd be like Jason Tatum dunking over Bradley Beal in like game seven to win a championship. Yes. Right? Well, to well, advance to, to the advance. next round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which doesn't have as much if sizzle. St. Louis had a basketball team <laughs> and Jason yeah, Tatum yeah, yeah there'd be a lot of different factors that would need you to know happen what? there. It's not like that. So yeah, never mind. Take yeah, that back. Sorry, we'll we'll edit that one out. Listen, I'm a hoops guy. I don't know what to tell you. I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to bring it full circle here. Steve, what's the best championship or amazing sports memory in your arsenal? Oof. Ooh. So this is why I get made fun of a lot because I don't have a ton of championship pedigree and DNA in my sports teams. Um. The 49ers are my football team, and they have really not been good since. I, I So I started rooting for them for because of Steve Young, essentially, and that, their last championship, I think, was 94, and yep. I was 6. So I don't really remember that. So great I can't really great Super Bowl performance. Yeah, the Orlando Magic uh, are probably my favorite team 
of all sports, maybe up there, probably up there with Roma. Uh, the Magic have never won a title. They've been in the finals. And the re- again, the reason I'm a Magic fan is because of Penny and Shaq. They were in the finals in 95, um, and they did not win. I kind of don't really remember that. And they were also in the finals in 09, so there's no championship there. Are you talking about one that I've been to or just period? Just period. It was honestly last year, and again, Will and the guys in the show made fun of me for this because it was the it was when Roma beat Barcelona in the Champions League quarterfinals, they were down 4-1, and they needed basically to win 3 nothing at home, and they won 3 nothing at home against what was maybe the greatest team in the entire world at the time. Uh, so that was probably my... And I was literally crying on the air. I was on saying, is that when you show. were weeping? Yeah, I was weeping on the air at Will Kane's show. I didn't do any work for the entire day, so shouts out to Nuno and Bubba and the rest of the crew for picking me up. But that was probably like the coolest moment of all of my teams. But like I said, I don't have a, my teams don't have great winning pedigree, so I'm probably not the best person to ask here. What about that, uh, you know, beating LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, that was the, huge. Yeah, I mean, the shot, obviously, was a bummer that LeBron hit, but they ended up winning that series. Uh, it, it, it would be up there. It would be similar. I still, to this day, believe that if, if the Magic didn't start Jameer Nelson in those finals and they started Ray for Austin, they would have beat the Lakers. Uh, so... <laughs> Just I don't hope what a great sports what if I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah God Ray for Austin if they just started Ray for Austin uh, anyway so yeah I don't know so I, I'm not a great person to ask but but this- I was I will say I was on the field um, brag alert what's up oh. I was on the field for the uh, Clemson first championship against with Alabama with with you Michelle and that was one of the coolest things that I've ever That's seen awesome. in person in my entire life oh my God we um, were in the end zone when Deshaun Watson threw the touchdown. Yep, to, to put it, Clemson ahead. Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Renfro yeah. right? Yeah, yeah that's Future right. Patriot Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that's one of the so. coolest videos I have. That stadium was packed with Clemson yeah. fans. Yeah, and they then went being bananas. on the field, the confetti's going off. Like, that was one of the coolest moments of my entire life. I was there with you for that. And then quickly after that, I was on the field getting post-game interviews when the Patriots staged that comeback versus the Falcons. Oh, true, that true. Was, so was that 28-3? Cool. Amazing. 28-3, 28-3 yeah. 28-3 comeback. Yeah, that was, that was the most stressful and pressure-packed professional moment of my entire life. Myself, Daniel Dopp, Secret Squirrel, what's up? Allison from The Levitard Show, also what's up? We had never done this before, and you're sitting in certain media seats, and then in, like going into the fourth quarter, they bring you down into a tunnel, and you're waiting to go out on to the two-minute warning to go out on the field. And you have a roster. And we had all the different Falcons players circled that we were going to interview. We were going to divide and conquer and get them on the network. We have to get them on for a live broadcast. And then all of a sudden, the Patriots are coming back. They're coming back. And there's no TVs. I'm standing next to a girl who works for Fox who's getting a live stream on her phone. And she turns to me. She goes, Patriots are going to win this game. And I'm like, What? What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, they opened the doors, and it was mayhem. It was nuts. And we're running around. We're trying to grab people. The confetti is falling. All the Patriots are looking bewildered. Like, no one can really comprehend what just happened. It was wild. I'm so jealous. I thought you were going to say earlier in the day when you met Lady Gaga on the field. (laughs) Also a big moment for your girl. Oh, you mean my close personal friend, Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Oscar winner. It's fine. She's so talented. Steph and Shelly hanging out. Okay. Now that you bring this up, I have a bone to pick with you. Speaking of blues, you so graciously had me join the Will Kane show yesterday to talk to our friends Randy Scott and Al Duncan. And I'm so pumped. You're home for hockey. What's up? You're home for hockey. I'm so pumped to come on, rep my city, rep our blues, Steve. And Randy Scott intros me on national TV and radio. And he says, what's up, Shelly? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I may or may <laughs> not have said to introduce you as Shelly because, I mean, 
it's just funny. Like, what, what did? Wait, hold on. What did L introduce you as? She called you something different, though. It was like shell. It was. It was like shell. Shell something. Yeah, shell bell. You, or shell something. bell. That's what it was. Shell yeah. bell. Okay. Shell bell. And I was like, we'll that's honestly worse. And you were like, no, it's okay. Whatever. Just don't call me Shelly. I'm like, shell bell is a hundred times worse than <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> that's just because you like L. Yeah, L could <laughs> L could call me. <laughs> Dumbass, and I'd be like, "Love you, girl." <laughs> Elle didn't know what game it was. She had, she, yeah, she, she goes, "What game are we going been... into?" I'm like, four. I got." You. She, she have been covered less the Bruins, hockey. though, didn't she? Yeah, you know, go bees. But she couldn't have been less into hockey. She was like, yeah. "I'm over She's Gloria. Like what game is it? I don't know." She was the best. Strategic, strategic guest booking by you, Saruti, to have Michelle come on and talk about hockey without Will Kane there, because we know Will's a noted hockey scholar. Huge hockey guy, obviously. <laughs> big, big Stars fan. What's up? No, he, I mean, listen, I feel like hockey's that sport, and this isn't a diss, but hockey's that sport when, like, when your team is on a run in the playoffs, you're interested. It's a very bandwagon-ish sport in that sense. Now, I'm not saying, like, there are hockey teams, and, like, the Bruins are one of them. I'm sure the Blues are. They have, like, a very loyal set of fans. Mm-hmm. But then hockey is that sport when this, when when their team goes on a run because literally seeds one through eight can win the Stanley Cup in both conferences. It's absurd. Um, so it's, it is cool in that way that the entire city sort of gets on, on its back and it's like, okay, this is awesome. I'm all in on the bees or I'm all in on the blues or I'm all in on the stars. And that's what kind of fan will is will, it does not watch the stars all year round. Mm -hmm. And then once they're in the playoffs, it's like, Hey stars, like I'm a big stars guy. What's up? Don't think I'm going to gloss over the comment that you made right there when you said yesterday was the first time you heard Gloria. It was, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I don't even. I don't even know who that is. Who I, this, Laura Branigan? Whoa, that's no kind of messed up is. to say. Yeah, never heard the song. Don't know who she is. Um, so well, as a no, as our noted blues guy at the network, they play it after every win. No, I know. I <laughs> I know. I know what the song. Like I I've heard people talk about them playing Gloria. I just didn't know what Gloria was or who whatever her name is. Laura Branigan. Sure. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. She passed away. Oh, uh, bummer. Okay. Bummer. Mm. But. What's your assessment? What's your musical assessment of Gloria? Well, I hated it immediately because it got stuck in my head. Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, listen, it, uh, rest in peace. But it's just not. A, it's not not for me. Not, it, that's not kind of not my kind of music. What? It also came out in the eighties, and you hate the eighties. I hate the eighties. Yeah, so. Well, I'm w- documented. I hate the eighties. Documented. Okay. Well, Andy Cohen noted St. Louisan is best friends with John Mayer, and Andy is all aboard the blues train. What if John Mayer does a Gloria cover? Whoa. Are you in? Uh yeah, I'm I'm in on anything J May does. What's up, <laughs> J May? <laughs> you can't call him J May because someone's actual name is Jamie. J May no. sounds like J May. No. Sounds like what's no, up, no, J May? No, no, no. J May. Okay, fine. John Mayer. What's up? No, I will, I will, I will follow John Mayer into whatever musical endeavor he wants to go to. I actually love J-May. the weird like Western, you know, country John Mayer. I was one of the few. I feel like. I will follow John Mayer to whatever he wants to do. I love John Mayer. Also a great Instagram follow for A plus content. <laughs> John Mayer, really? You haven't you don't follow him on Instagram? No. He's a or babe. Anything. Why don't he's you like, follow him? He's like boys with like, you know, the fuck Jerry guys and all those people. Like he like is a great meme guy. And his Really? The, oh John my Mayer God. meme guy? Yeah. I didn't know oh any my of this. Goodness. Wow. Well we need to this is we're doing A plus content early. My should A plus content right now? should be John Mayer. Okay. Yeah, what's up? Let's do some because we were gonna do this later in the pod, but let's do some A plus content. I can't then. believe one, you don't follow him and two, you don't know about his social media prowess. You He's know amazing. What? His I gotta, prowess. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not super into the John Mayer stratosphere. I mean, How? continuum, great album back <laughs> uh, in my no. college days, but like. No, no, I'm a big John Mayer guy. I know you are, but I've just here. Hold on. How did you? How 4. are you 3 not 3 million John Mayer? followers? I feel like everybody that grew up around our time is like 
John Mayer was like the 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 soundtrack of their life and their like love experiences in high school. Yeah, your body is a wonderland. You know, I did Classic read Tom. a feature. <laughs> I'm gonna just buzz right through that. I did read okay. a feature on John Mayer and GQ that I super appreciated because one of the things that I cherish most in life is a hotel robe. And John Mayer, huge robe guy, says he wears robes in public. And I was like, you know what? I am so down with John Mayer. Let's normalize robes. If I could wear a robe, like a hotel robe, to work every day, I would. I feel like women's clothing in some ways is one of two things. It's either like all super tight and sleek or it's like I'm going to wear a towel, you know? And that's like there's no in between whatsoever. I'm going to wear a bag. Like <laughs> I remember like Maddie like putting on dresses and things and like she's like, yeah, I'm putting on this dress. It's a, it's a bag. Like, yeah, it literally looks like you put on a shopping bag and it just, like, went over your body. It's very strange. So that's not why I'm not surprised that, like, you would be pro-robe because I feel like that would be such a women's fat. Because what are those things that women wear now where they're, like I said, they're essentially just a blanket with a hole in it. That a poncho? Snuggie? Yeah, they're absurd. And it's like, oh, that's, like, okay, a poncho, that's clothes poncho and fashion is gender now. neutral. It's not just women. I mean, okay. Do girls John wear ponchos? John Mayer would 100% wear a poncho. That's a good point. Yeah, John Mayer probably owns a Several whole ponchos. litany of ponchos. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. Let me actually find that John Mayer quote because I think you'll really appreciate it. And I know that I tweeted about it. I was like, you know what? Normalize robes. We're doing this, John. I'm scrolling through his Instagram feed, by the way, and it's not super heavy meme It's no, a lot of like, tour date stuff, which okay. isn't great content for me. Yeah, but no. maybe on his story he memes a lot. No, hold on. I got to go to it. Hold on. He does things like that are jokes. So he, first off, he posted the picture of Justin Timberlake in NSYNC. You know, that it's going to be May that everybody posts on May 1st. Yeah. He posts, every little thing I do never seems enough for you. And the caption is, am I doing it right? That's a great <laughs> post. That's a great post. I think it's just so right. Yeah, uh, I think you're pro J-May so I'm much so you, that you're like blinded. I'm telling you, this is not just me saying this. He is a he's like in this he's in the fuck Jerry that he's in that scene of social media of social media people. He's not like obviously as good in curating all their content and whatever and taking other people's stuff, but he I'm telling you he's good. And I, his music video for what a, what was the last song? I forget what the song was. It might have been New Light. It's literally like the most awkward video ever, but it's intentionally supposed to be that way. And it's supposed to be like a high school like prom video. Not prom mm-hmm. video, but like you know, like the lasers in the background of those photos you used to take when you were yeah. in elementary school. Like it's something like that kind of vibe. And it's New him touch. being really weird and awkward. He's probably wearing a poncho. He just sort of gets it. He's weird and I like it. I found the quote, Steve, from GQ, John Mayer talking about his fashion, about his steez. He says, the year 2019 is the year of coziness, of waving your freak flag high. Then he talks about his love for robes, and he says, my many uses for a robe. Number one, robe, as directed. Number two, blanket slash personal tent on an airplane. Number three, pillow in the back of an SUV. Four, blanket on a hotel bed. Five, photo background. Listen, I won't. I won't argue with any of those. It's a great point. Maybe I'm going to start being a robe guy. I have a robe at my place. I don't wear it enough. Maybe I will too. Mm. I picture you as a big robe and slippers can, guy. Yeah, I can see Tom. In a so bit. when I was living at my place up in Boston, I lived in the basement of the house, and everyone, you know, <laughs> lived up on the top floor. I was the only guy in the basement. And uh, the shower was on the top floor, so every day when I would shower, I would go upstairs in a robe because I felt like just going up in a towel up two flights of stairs could get dicey. You know, what if you drop the towel? What if people see things they don't want to see? So I was a robe guy in my time living in Boston this most recent time. Um, 
people probably don't care about that. Big, no. No. Big robe guy. I have a wide variety of robes. I have a heavy hotel robe. I have a waffle robe that's shorter and more breathable. I have a soft, cozy robe. And then I have a towel dress. Towel dress? I don't know what that means. So in this started when I was in college. It's the best way to get ready if you're a girl. It's literally a towel that you wrap around your body that has Velcro on it, and it sticks it in place. And it's it's a robe slash towel dress, but your your arms are free. But you get the coziness and kind of the cocoon of a robe and a towel, but you're secure in place, but your arms are free to yeah, curl your hair, do your makeup. Your arms aren't free in a robe? Well, they have sleeves on them in a robe. So, so this is like a cutoff essentially situation. If you were going to wrap a towel around your body, it's the same yeah. thing, but it has Velcro, so it stays mm. in place. Interesting. Yeah, maybe I should have gotten a towel dress instead of a robe. <laughs> no. <laughs> you should not have. I think I missed out on that. There's one critical piece to a successful party, and that's a good bar. You need a good selection of liquor, mixers, and ice-cold beer, but planning how much of what can often leave you with too much of one thing and not enough of another. Not a good look. That's why we here at Small Talk trust Liquid Spirits. They're St. Louis's premier beverage catering service. They'll literally bring everything to you, their own bar, bartenders, whatever you need. You're going to have a full-service bar right at your home or venue. They also offer drop-off service if you're planning something a little more casual. Whatever you're planning, Liquid Spirits will keep the party going. From watch parties to weddings, check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention small talk when booking select packages and get your fifth hour for free. So, Steve, we know John Mayer's Instagram is your A-plus content. Did you have anything else to contribute? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the return of SVP and Rosillo. What's up? Taped the first one yesterday, last night. came out last night. It is already, I believe, number one in all of sports and number two overall. Wow. Um, good not for you surprised. guys. Not surprised yeah, at all. Yeah, and it's really not surprising at all. And I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are probably, there's probably a decent carryover from people who used to listen to Rosillo and maybe even SVP and Rosillo back in the day, going back a few years. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, you should 100% check it out. It is literally, like Van Pelt talks about how he gets into CBDs now, which is hilarious. <laughs> um basically a guy just sent him some CBD stuff because Chris Long told him about it. And uh, so you, it's it's worth it for that alone. So you should 100% check that out. And plus at the end, there is a new Pulse of the Nation. Um, so listen, Is it about it's, the bees? It, it's about the bees. It's about the Red Sox. It's about the Pats. It's as stereotypically Boston as you could possibly imagine. Um, I had to get creative with the music because, as you guys know, we can't use commercial music on the pod. Correct. So it's also worth checking it out just to see what the music choice was. Um, but yeah, no, the guys are back. Um, they're going to probably be doing it like maybe once a month, maybe more once we get to the fall. So, um, like, listen, if you like this show and you're one of the people that's been a carryover from from Ryan's, you know, sort of deal back in the day, you should listen. Obviously, if you don't already know, and even if you're not, like, it's they're just dudes talking about weird stuff. It's not even 100 percent sports. So, I'm pretty sure everybody who listened to this podcast would like it. Just dudes talking stuff. It's just dudes <laughs> talking about CBD. They talked about grudges they still hold about people here. So, was um, that an hour of Rosillo talking? It was actually mostly Van Pelt, <laughs> which is the best part about it. Yeah, and there was a little bit of hoops in there, and like I said, there was a pulse at the end. So. It's worth it for everybody to check it out. SVP and Rosillo. I can't wait to listen. We were at the Blues game last night, so we weren't able to catch it, but it's for sure on top of my listening list. I'm very excited. I mean, that was the show that made me want to apply for a job at ESPN Radio back in the day. So for it coming back, I'm, I'm all in. I love it. I think to a lot of people that consume media that aren't in media think it's easy and they think, oh, you know, just throw some people together. You make it work. It is so hard 
to find great chemistry. Chemistry is not something you can manufacture. And those two have the best organic chemistry I think I've ever heard out of two media people. I mean, Wilbon and Kornheiser are pretty good, too, mm. obviously. I'm trying to think of other guys. The Levitard they're, they're a on great the Mount example. Rushmore, for but sure. You know what I was comparing it to, too, is I was trying to think of, like, what's, like, a cult movie that you can compare it to? Because, like, in, in real time, like, S.E.P. and Priscilla had its, had, a, had its core hardcore audience, right? Yeah. It wasn't always the biggest audience, but it was the most loyal. And it's almost seemed to have grown since the show went off the air that, like, more people are like, oh, my God, like, I can't. Like, yeah. I wish it would come back. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, is it, like, the mean girls of of radio Ooh, shows where, like, as the so years good. go by, like, it just gets better and better and better and better. The legend grows. Yeah. It ages like a fine wine. Yep. Okay, Mean Girls is a great call. I'm going to try and think of another one. I was thinking Office Space is a good one because it's just— Probably another good one. Yeah. Like, I feel like that has just gotten more and more popular over the years. So what's a movie that didn't have a ton of commercial success, even though they did? Step Brothers. Well, the reason I think Mean Girls works well is because it, like, you know, it certainly had an audience when it came out, and it was there, but it was almost like years later that it— it, it, it became this thing that was like, oh, my God, like, remember how awesome that was or remember how great it wasn't fully appreciated at the time that it was on or that it came out. And that's why I think it's like the perfect analogy for them. It's like The Wire. Kind of like the, you know, Rosillo would love that. Yeah, it is The Wire of radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did The Wire get as much respect live as it did after it was live? Wait, are you, tr- are you trolling know. me right now? I don't that know. That was my main point. <laughs> when you, I was, I don't even think you were alive when the wire. When I was trolled in. on this podcast about no, saying the no, wire was no, underrated, no, no. we're not doing this again. We're not. We're not doing that this was again. my point. No, no, it was. No, not. It was trolling not your me. point. You said the wire was overrated. No, I said underrated. Underrated or underrated. Excuse me. Yeah. So sorry. You, it, it, it's not. It can't be underrated right now. It can't. Be. People call it the greatest television show of all time. It can never be underrated. I'm fully misunderstood on this. You're well, not. Moving on. Moving on. Everyone <laughs> check out SVP and Rosillo and support our more Steve, who yeah. I'm sure is making an appearance and is executive producing it. So just support Steve in all his endeavors. Good for you, man. I'm really I'm seriously, I'm really, really pumped for you. That's that's awesome to, that you get to be a part of that again. You yeah. must you must be so jacked up about that. It is, yeah. It's 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 really cool. Cause it was like it was sort of the first and this will be my last thing on it, because I know we gotta move on. But it was like the first show that I really that was that anybody really gave me the opportunity to do anything here was with Ron and Scott. So I'm <laughs> like eternally grateful to them for kind of helping me set me set my course on like my radio career. So, and so shouts are we, out to them. Because then we would have never and now we're here. been up? working together. And there we yeah. go. All right, Tom, what's your A-plus content for this week? So going with the John Mayer theme, I figured I'd go with some music. It came out about a month or so ago, but Father of the Bride, Vampire Weekend's new album. Dude. It's so good. <laughs> yes. It is so This is the best good. thing you've ever said on the podcast. Dude. I can't believe it's so good. It's unbelievably good. So I, I think I've said before that I'm a huge Vampire Weekend fan. They don't I didn't they, know that. Yeah, they don't make a ton of music, which is a bummer, but everything they've done is I I, I const I'm listening to them constantly. I, I just throw an album on and I'll drive to work. Like that's that's what I do. So I've been just waiting and waiting for this album to come out because they put out a few uh, singles a few months ago, yeah, uh, Harmony, Harmony, Harmony Hall, Hall. and uh, This Life. Um, but the whole album is just fantastic, and they're coming to St. Louis, I think, July 12th? Oh, Shelly. So it. I'm going to try and- If you come, I'll get tickets. I may come now. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I will get tickets, I promise. I'm going to totally- 
I think it's July 12th. Oh, is that when I'm in Malibu? Ooh. Oh, my. Well, Serenity. Doing a lot of, Ser- a lot of traveling around then. Uh, July 12th. Oh, no, no. This is June. This is June. Serenity, maybe you should just come and meet you and I will go. What's up? Just two dudes going to see <laughs> going to see. How bad would Saruti, uh, How bad would Michelle be if Saruti came to visit St. Louis when she wasn't here? <laughs> Ooh, sorry. No, I wouldn't do that to Michelle. One, because obviously that would be incredibly rude. And two, I, no offense, Tom, but Michelle is going to show me the good places <laughs> yeah. to be at. And three, I don't have any friends, so you would be yeah. spending a lot of time with me. <laughs> yeah, I, oh can't do, I can't do that. <laughs> if, you, if you come when I'm not here, it's just going to be Tom clutching you like a koala weeping, saying, hey, Tom, don't I ever need some leave time me. To <laughs> <laughs> Just Space spending a, a lot of time in my one bedroom apartment playing. Uh, I don't even have FIFA. We'd be playing Wait, but NBA quick, Live Ten. That's incredible because I one did not know that you. Were, I love Vampire Weekend. Lo- love all of their stuff. Going back to I don't even know like they're like, I, what is it? Uh, Cousins is a great album. Um, a Punk obviously is the song that kind of put them on the map. I mean, I would say that they are the perfect vacation specific Cape Cod music. I when as soon as they I have go a song about Cape Cod, Cod. I know. Yeah. As soon as I go to Cape Cod, I just exclusively listen to Vampire Weekend. So, I'm I'm kind of surprised you're a Vampire Weekend guy. Dude, I love Vampire Weekend. Oxford Comma is my favorite oh, song. Yep. 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 I, I, I'm Porchata. like tem- I'm tempted to Come start on. singing some Vampire Weekend right now. Who gives a fuck about an Oxford Comma? How's that? Is that good, Sir? That's enough. We're good. Yep, that's enough. Yep. I have to say, I've never seen you two connect on I know. such an emotionally raw level. That was, Saruti was so fired up and proud of you and shocked at the same time. I know. I, it, was, it was just so unexpected because I truly love that band and I had, I did not peg Tom as a, as a, I didn't peg you as like an indie rock, like kind of, you know, I don't even know what they're, they're a little bit weird. And I, and I don't, I didn't peg you as that. I mean, you listen to Lips of an Angel by freaking Tinder. Like, get well, out of here. Okay, well, listen. Here's here's the difference. I I perform Lips of an Angel because I know it gets the people going. Mm. There's a difference between what I perform and what I consume. I'm a big alt rock fan. I pretty much in my car, it's sports radio or it's Sirius XM between channels 34 and 36, which are like the good alt stations. Um, and then I listen to the, the alt station here in our in our. Um, in our conglomerate here, the point. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge alt guy. You got to check out my alt playlist, dude. Tommy Alt Pops on uh, Spotify. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and he's Ken- back. S- yeah. Search Kendrick Perkins 617 on Spotify. Follow the Tommy Alt Pops playlist. And uh, also check out Bubba's 90s Jam. <laughs> yeah, see, oh, I-, I love yeah. making Spotify playlists. So Bubba's 90s Jam of the day is still on Spotify, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Tom curates it. It's the it's the only con- contribution I still have to the ESPN Radio Network. Bubba will email me every few months. You got a name drop though yesterday on uh, on Will Kane show. Oh, nice! So, there we go. Was it yeah. when I said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. There we go. So there. This I was is- like, are we gonna have to dump that? <laughs> Tommy freeze pops. Another story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot, but I needed them to understand. I was really trying to make my case for the Blues. Makes sense. No, and, we get it. And I said that. You've been here since October, and this will be the third Boston championship you've celebrated on St. Louis soil in less than a calendar year, and that's disgusting. If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to blast A-Punk so loud in my apartment by myself and just go apeshit. I'm I'm just so proud of you, Tom. I don't know. I can't. I, I I'm speechless to be honest with you. I just I didn't see that coming, and honestly, I didn't realize we had any musical taste that was similar. So, shouts out. That's that's great. 
Nice. Uh, by the way, I looked it up. It's June twelfth, so that that concert's mm. coming up. So that that's probably not. Don't think happen. Steve's gonna, gonna make no that one. Yeah. yeah. Also, also is that Wednesday. game seven? That's Ooh. game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. So oh. we won't need it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Interesting. It's next Wednesday. Interesting. Mm, so I'm I, definitely not going. Probably not gonna be a ton of people there then. There's a game seven. That's a good point, actually. Well, what if there's not a game seven? Ah, the trike is the Blues point. are going to win yeah. in six, right, Michelle? That's, that's what's going to happen. The Blues are going to win in six, and you guys are going to go see Vampire Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my A-plus content. You know what? I'm going to just stick on this musical wave we're surfing along right now. Have you guys listened to slash heard of the podcast called Dissect? You told me a little bit about it. It sounds super, super something I'd be really about. So you guys would love this. I am 11 episodes into the Frank Ocean dissect. There's a host, Cole, who kind of runs through different albums. And Channel Orange is my favorite album of all time. And he talks about all the themes and the construction and the production of every song. And Channel Orange, from start to finish, it's kind of a big brilliant tapestry and he connects it all but he also does dissect i believe with kendrick lamar with a kendrick lamar album and a kanye west album which i very much want to get into both of those but we all consume music sometimes in a very casual way you know we're like oh we like this beat i like those lyrics that hook is great but to actually break down the genius behind it and how intentional and curated a lot of that stuff is, is super fascinating. So if you like Frank Ocean, I cannot recommend more that you listen to the Dissect podcast. That sounds dope. It's really good. I'm interested in the Kanye one. Yeah, which Kanye album did he do? Let me see. Let me pull up Billboard. I would be curious to hear a guy like that try and break down Yeezus. (laughs) Like, how could anyone like just approach that and be like, all right, we're going to try and figure out what the fuck this is. So here here it is. <laughs> Season one of Dissect, he broke down Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Season two was Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, you know what? Nice. That's actually probably the best one to do. Yeah, too. definitely. Because it's an amazing album. If you're going to deep dive into anyone, yeah. that's it for sure. Because he took some risks there that could do really a full off. podcast on runaway just alone so mm-hmm. good and then for the third season that's when he did frank ocean he did blonde and channel orange together it was a really long season but it's so good i think frank ocean is just brilliant but yeah i definitely want to go back and listen to kendrick lamar and kanye west dissect but i gotta qu- check it out yeah i got a question about this so does he use the the music on yeah. the podcast so that's interesting that he's able to kind of work that that out he must have some sort of deal going with so one of these record companies. He'll break down lyrics or production, and then they'll play a sample of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I, a bunch of my friends from New York had told me about it. They're like, you would love this. You have to listen to it. And it's just one of those things. I feel like since we're in the content world, it's like there's something every day that we feel like we need to watch or listen to. So things like that oftentimes get put on the back burner. And when I was going to the Bahamas, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drill into this and just do it. And oh my God, it's so good. That's really good content right there. I'm interested. A yep. plus. Wait, you guys, this might be the best and most collaborative A plus content we've ever done. <laughs> I'm proud. This is we should talk about music more. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think we were so in tune musically. Well, I thought Michelle and I, Michelle and I, in just you know talking in control rooms throughout the years, I know we have similar music tastes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and after our seven-hour road trip together, where true. we both played DJ, we it was confirmed we like the same yeah, music. Honestly, that's where sort of we all we figured out okay, we could definitely be friends. Like yeah, have the same exact music taste. <laughs> I mean, granted, like you know, Tom, how old are you? I'm 26. All right, so you're only a couple years younger than us. So we're like kind of staggered in a few years. So it is interesting because like Michelle's 
college was a little bit of my high school. So my mm-hmm. my college, Tom, would be most probably of your high school. Yeah. I'm always interested because like, I'm fascinated with my wife, like Maddie, about this because she's three years younger than me. Because like, most of the songs that I'll listen to, be like, man, it's my jam in college. She's like, oh, yeah, I was listening to this in high school. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> um, but that's because that's, that's kind of how it is for us a little bit as well. And like, you know, but I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, we should absolutely talk more music because I like Tom. I, I'm interested to know what else you're interested in because I just assume you had terrible taste. In music. Dude, dude, I have such an eclectic <laughs> taste in music. Like I it's all over the place. So what what are three songs or artists that you are listening to right now outside Vampire Weekend? Outside of Vampire Weekend. Oh, three is so hard. Okay, man. Give me Can two. you give me a, give me a second? Yeah. Let me just throw. You know who I'm the last few things, my Spotify. Yeah. Your Spotify. Can I tell yeah. you the the last three that I've jammed to? Let's all do this right now. Okay, oh, recently man, played. Weird. Recently played. I'm gonna. You guys are gonna laugh at this. Uh, James Taylor. Oh, nice. DMX. <laughs> and uh, uh, Tyler the Creator's new album. How's that good? Very good. Uh, a a Wu Tang album from like 2008, and then a bunch of old Wu Tang. Uh, some solo RZA stuff. I listened to Teach Me How to Dougie recently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now so what? that that happened. Be- Best of Buster Rhymes. Uh, Lizzo. Uh, oh, some people might pronounce it Lizzo. I'm she she's sure. fantastic. I'm though. pretty sure it's Lizzo. Uh, I I my my dumb brain calls her Lizzo. She she uh, she might be my favorite rapper. She's really good. She's incredible. Uh, I was listening to some Wilco because Bernie's obsessed with Wilco, so I was listening. I never got into Wilco. They're good. It's very man. much a Midwest thing. They're good. Wilco's really good. If you like John Mayer, you like Wilco. Oh my god, you would love Wilco, Saruti. Yeah, Rosillo always makes fun of Wilco, and I never knew who they were. I never had heard of them until he'd be like, "Oh, Wilco," because don't all the critics say Wilco's amazing? Yeah. Yeah, and I've just never heard of them, so yeah, maybe I'll check it Got out. Got some Willie Nelson in here, some ODB. That's a weird one to go right from Willie Nelson to ODB. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, can I'm, see it. I'm telling Anderson Park. I listen to Anderson a lot Park's of stuff, great. man. Bonnie Vare. Oh. Okay, that's enough. Love Bear. <laughs> so, Rudy, what about you? Um, so I'm looking through. I mean, I recently have gone through a big deep dive into uh, Kings of Leon early albums. Good stuff. Oh, um, my God. So yeah. good. Yep. So I went through. Uh, Tapper Jean Girl is my favorite. Tapper Jean Girl. I'm listening to Black Thumbnail. is currently the one that I'm about halfway through right mm. now, which is, I believe, on. Uh, what album is that on? Because of the Times. Yeah, which is. Their, their first three albums are incredible. Um, Come Around Sundown is a great album, too, but. Everything since then has been kind of meh. But uh, what else do we have? Um, I was really so I forget why I wanted to listen to this, but Blood on the Leaves is like one of my favorite oh, songs of all so time. Good. Blood on the Leaves, and that is in my recent researches. A uh, Tool, sober. What's up? Tool. Um, <laughs> I, I know. Why, I know why you were listening you do know to that. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What am I missing? <laughs> because uh, Rosilla went to a Tool concert and like was backstage with the band, and I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get back into Tool's tool. kind of fire. Yeah, Tool. So the only thing I knew about Tool tool. really was like three or four songs that we used to play in our high school locker room. So I went back and listened to those songs. One of them was Sober. (laughs) Um, That's where I know Tool from as well as my high school football. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Tool guy, but that is. I I do like Sober. It's a good song. Um, What else? Uh, Outshined by. Soundgarden was something that was that I've been listening to recently. Were you just hanging out with Bubba a lot? Uh, I have a a very eclectic mix here. what what else do we have? Can't tell me nothing. Kanye, Amelia. I went on a big like early two thousands rap kick. Oh obviously. my god, those early Lil Wayne jams yeah. I was listening to recently on a I, run, really good. I actually told my friend the other day too um, that it, is Paul Wall underrated? Yes, 
Totally. I think he is too. And you totally. know what? But, but I'll say this: I had to, I had to amend it because it's like Paul Wall on other people's songs is underrated. You just I was literally going to say the exact same thing. I feel oh my god, I can't believe I'm about to say this on the podcast. The Paul Wall verse on Grills. Oh, amazing. But Paul, I, he's it's like the Iceman, Paul Wall. Paul Wall and still tipping fire. Oh, so good. Pa- Paul Wall then, in Drive Slow. Oh, fire. Like wow. Like he has some of the greatest, God, my, my favorite so verses good. of all time on other people's songs. So the greatest featured, you know, artist is Lil Wayne, without question. He's the greatest of all time. But Paul Wall has to be top five if we're if we're really thinking about it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's aggressive. That right? is no, think a about it. Lil, Lil Wayne's number one. Okay. You know Snoop Dogg's probably number two. You know Nate, Nate Dogg is probably in the discussion. You know who else I think is much better? As a featured artist. As a on featured a, on a track, artist yeah. is Nicki Minaj. Oh, fantastic. On Monster. Her, her, her verse on Monster is like my favorite rap verse of all her time. Her verse on Monster is one of the best rap verses of all time. I, I got chills the first time I listened to she that. She comes like, in and absolutely bodies everyone. And like legends and Jay-Z and Kanye. She's like. Hey, hold my beer. I don't know the story verbatim, but there's some sort of story where she sent her verse to Kanye and he said something to her along the lines of like, hey, this is amazing. I almost don't want to put it on the track because you completely steal the show. And yeah, I don't it's want a, it's, And I don't want that. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of her on other songs, I actually, I don't even really like this song or I don't really love Lil Uzi Vert either, but that her verse on The Way Life Goes, which I love that beat. Is so good. You guys know what I'm talking about. So I know the beat. Yeah. I, but that like that. And I don't listen to the song unless it's the remix with her on it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't love that song. Oh, I'm not bummer. a big okay. little Uzi Vert. Girl. I'm not. I am not either. But I only listen to the song because of her on the on the track. That genre of rap, I'm not into. Mm. I always you though, guys just don't get it. I love Nicki <laughs> on other tracks, but then sometimes hers fall flat for me. She she is great on other tracks though. She's yeah. great as great a featured, featured artist. Featured artist. Yeah. All right, I'm scrolling through mine. You know who I've been listening to a lot of lately because I saw her live and she was so good is Marin Morris. Oh my god, great album. Yes. Oh my all all of her songs from any album, any song, so good. She has such a ridiculously rich and tonal voice. It's like soulful but kind of churchy but kind of poppy it's she's so good your seats at that concert from your ig videos i was very jealous i, I totally had a agree great with you, spot so during this blues run we've been going to these games and we're staying up super late and then we're getting up at like three four in the morning and so the, whatever day after that is like a recovery day tom and i just like cannot do anything and i got an email from somebody here at work being like hey this was on recovery day they're like Marin morris tickets you want them i go I'm driving back up to the station. I'm going. And my friend Quincy and I went. And she's one of those rare artists that when you see them live, you're like, you are so good live. You're better live than you are on your album. And she's impeccable on her album. RSVP is like my Marin Morris jam of the moment. If you guys haven't listened to it. got to bring this album up. Oh, The Feels is a great song. Yep. Oh, I love the, what is it? Uh, the one with the, the Brothers Osborne, All My Favorite People. So good. Such a great good song. song. The Bones is the Bones, so good. Yep, that's Maddie's favorite song. Ugh, song for Everything is great. So, so that means you, because two, two of my favorite albums of the last year are both by by women. The Casey Musgraves album, that one album of the year, is also phenomenal. So I don't know if you guys listen to that, but if you like Maren Morris, you like that. She's incredible. She's yeah, like the like John Mayer of like female country singers in the way that like you just relate to her music immediately. Right. Um, so, so side note, also A-plus content. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of Billie Eilish. 
Oh, yeah, can't, she can't get into her. That's surprising. Yeah, to I'm surprised. It. I thought so, nope. Steve. I'm She's gonna, in the rotation for me. I'm gonna send you, Steve, a I've remix. Tried. I've tried. I I'm really sending have. you the Billie Eilish Ocean Eyes Astronomy remix, and it is so good. Wait until the beat kicks in, and you're gonna go, "What?" But it's not really her song, then, right? So somebody, I don't know. I just don't like her. I, whenever all the song, granted, I've only really heard most of her songs on the radio, and she's had a lot. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I can't do it. She doesn't do it for me. I, th- I That surprises me. I've also been listening to the internet. Do you guys like the yeah the internet? Yeah, fuck Girl, the internet. Girl's been on my rotation lately. Um, let's see what else. You know, that's pretty good for now. <laughs> I think we've been I, doing this for, oh, you know who I actually totally tapped into recently that is back in the rotation for me is Rich Homie Kwan. Oh, great concert. <laughs> well, you want to know why, Steve? When I was in the Bahamas, we were talking about how I like for attractive guys. And I don't know how this got yep. brought up, but somebody was like, I'll never forget that video of you in Baton Rouge when you went and saw Rich Homie Kwan and you were obsessed <laughs> with his huge muscle, yeah. like slash best got friend. With the small backpack. With on. the backpack. <laughs> yeah. We went for Rich Homie Kwan and I ended up becoming obsessed with this. His friend that just walked around stage with leather gloves and a backpack on. <laughs> that uh, that concert was awesome. I did. I, so I had no idea you guys went to a Rich Homie Kwan concert until right now. They, he opened for Lil Wayne. Oh, okay, that's what it was. In Baton Rouge, which was sick. That's awesome. Oh my god! And then it was half of our crew. So we were down for the fall football tour, Rosillo and Canal. Yeah, Rosillo and Canal, and uh, half of the crew went to Better Than Ezra. And yeah. Sarudi and I went to Rich <laughs> Homie Kwan Low Wayne. Wait, so was Ray like the one making people go see Better Than Ezra? Well, no, better than, that, is that better walk-ons? Than, yeah, exactly. And they all kind of wanted to be around there or whatever because Priscilla went there. Yeah, I think did, yeah Ray. That's who else a, I was feel like there? that's a Ray. Vibe. Um, Elizabeth went. Elizabeth, yeah, that's all, a, definitely much a Bubba the whole vibe. Crew. And we were like, yeah, no, we're gonna go to Low Wayne concert. And that was the, that was what Friday night because then Saturday morning he was on game day. Yeah, that's and he right. He must have been. I mean, he must have been out of his mind. Out of his mind. <laughs> but I just <laughs> but, remember we went to walk-ons after, and we were like, "Yeah, we chose right." Yeah, yeah. you always go, Little Wayne. Nothing over against better, better than, than, than Ezra. Louisiana's own too, Little Wayne, and not that better than Ezra. It was in like a high school gym too, which was the best part about oh, it. Oh my god, it was. Yeah, I was just so gonna ask. Good. So, what was the venue? No, it was like. A co- you know how colleges have those auditoriums yeah, where concerts yeah. come? That's what it was. That's awesome. I mean, oh we were standing on a gym floor. We were like standing that. on a gym <laughs> it's floor. It's amazing. We and there were like those like bad the bleachers that like, yeah, oh yeah. And the bleachers that like, you know, they, they can like sort of like push them back and they compress it Steve themselves. Steve and I were for sure the whitest people there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Without a, lot, a doubt. A lot of secondhand smoke going on in oh, there. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. very foggy. Got, he got high. Yeah. It was so, and he, what he did that was so great too is he would play like lollipop and then into like six foot seven. He kind of did bits and pieces of all the songs. So it was almost like a one big remix. It was so That's good. Amazing. Hey, shut up and play the hits. Is there a bigger banger than a Millie? Well, six oh. foot seven foot's up there. No, because six six foot seven is like a a watered. It's a good song, but it's a watered down a Millie. A Millie like is a Millie, a Millie uh, is an incredible. Beat. That song comes on, and I am chugging Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> And slamming it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, a Millie for me is that's high school for me. By the way, like that. Uh, that's, that's what year was that? Yeah, I don't know. Let's look it up. I just oh. love that line in a Millie when he says, "I'd rather be pushing flowers than to be in the pen sharing showers." <laughs> I was like, "God, pushing flowers underground." That's so good. Two thousand eight. So yeah, that was college for me. Yeah, Sames. That was the Carter three, right? Yes, I, the yeah. Carter yeah. three. I, how much hype? 
coming into that album was there, and he just completely lived up to it. That album was unbelievable. I would argue that was his last great album. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He went out. Like, I almost feel like he's semi-retired after that. He had that weird rock album. That was terrible. No, he just had a song that's on the radio all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had the Carter Four. I mean, saying he was semi-retired was a little disrespectful. It was like a long song with Kendrick Lamar that was really emotional. I listened to that album. I didn't love it. Sorry. Sorry, Lil Wayne. Sorry, Weezy F baby. We love my. Did you guys? Fun fact: No, my dog's middle name is Wayne after Lil Wayne. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was F. Uh, fun fact: Your dog has a middle name. Yeah, I never told this story to you guys probably, but I went to get my dog, rescue him off a farm in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I heard this story, Missouri. Yes, yeah, and when we got him, we're driving back, and he's crying. You know, obviously like freaking out. And this was God, what two thousand nine. And, of course, I had, like, a mixed CD because that was still all the rage back then. And Lil Wayne came on, and he stopped crying and, like, kind of tilted his head and listened to it and laid down. Next song comes on, crying again. And I was like, hmm. So we go back to Lil Wayne, same thing. Stops, listens, lays down. Something about Toonchi's voice (laughs) Calmed my dog. Young money. So we, I named him Louie because we thought we were moving away to Chicago. Didn't happen. And so his name's Louie Wayne Smallman. Shout out to my dog. That's a good name. Now I that like it. That is a pretty good name. Yeah. I've, I've heard that story a few times. Yeah. Sorry that I had to repeat it just then. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> well, good because I, I, I never heard a dog it. story. Well, speaking of dogs, before we let you go, Steve, congrats on your new addition. Another yeah. fur, furry member of the Saruti family. Listen, because I had been pegged as a cat guy on the pod, I had to go out and get a second dog and outnumber this deal. Because, listen, um, I, I've i never been a cat guy. I will not I will not lie to you. I like our cat, which is a, which is an, under, an underdog story because I'm not a big cat guy. But I'm like, okay, Ollie can do it. But I'm like, we need another dog in this house to make sure that I am known as a dog guy, not a cat guy. So we got a five-year-old um, dachshund mix-ish. He's about 17 pounds, little, little dude. He's the man. Um, hangs out, just kind of just sleeps a lot. And, uh, yeah, his name is Moose. And um, so we got two dogs. Two, the Saruti house is now a two-dog household outnumbering cats, so I'm officially a, a dog guy. So you're What's pretty up? self-conscious about this, Saruti. You had to I go out and get pumped. a full yeah. other dog. I was not pumped about being labeled cat guy. So <laughs> we had to change that real quick. Moose, great name. Moose is a good name, for, especially for a little dog. Mom and Moose. Moose. Perfect. And he's adorable. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. Maddie sends me uh, Snapchats and photos of him, and he just looks like he's living his best life in the Saruti household. Yeah, he gets like intense separation anxiety whenever she leaves the room or the, or the house specifically Aww. today. Um, so he's working on some things, whatever. Mom's carrying him along. What's up? But <laughs> it is funny to have like a 65 pound, like gigantic dog, and like this 17 pound little dog, and then just like seeing them interact with each other. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. So, do you play so, favorites? Do you have a favorite child? Is mom, I mean, is mom still yeah, I favorite? actually I said this to Maddie. I was like, now I know like what the first child deal is like when you actually go to have kids because I will never love a dog the way I love our first dog Mumford. I will never. Lo- I don't think I'll love my kids as much as I love my first dog <laughs> Mumford. Um. So yeah, no. I mean, I love Moose, but he's just. I mean, there's only one spot. You know, there's only there's only one person on the top, and it's mom. Come on. <laughs> but give Moose some time. No, Moose is cool as hell. I love Moose. I it's I I've never been like a little dog guy, even though I grew up with like a, a little dog. I, I did like him, but I've always wanted big dogs. But it is funny to have a little dog around the house because they're just so weird. And he's super low to the ground too, which is funny. And it's like belly rubs against the ground. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's basically just a wiener dog. So he's it's it, it, he, he's he's hilarious, and he's five. So yeah, he's like a middle aged dude. He's like already trained or whatever. So it's not actually difficult at all. So he just hangs out. 
and you know he likes to he likes to snuggle in blankets. So what's up? A middle-aged man in the Cerruti house. Yeah, we got yeah we, exactly. So it's all good. It's Cerruti all good. loves snuggling with middle-aged I'm a big, men. I, well, that's still aggressive. Well, all right. <laughs> Why do you do this? I'm sorry. You know, it's just a classic Tom move. God. <laughs> I know. So, so if anybody asks, officially a dog guy. Liquid Spirits is a small St. Louis family-owned and operated business. Bill is a full-time firefighter. John has been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. And together with their wives, they decided that they wanted to do what they love most, help people throw parties. They decided, you know what, we're going to leave the food to the professionals. We want to focus on the fun part because, let's be honest, no good story ever started with the salad. So check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention Small Talk, our podcast Small Talk, when booking select packages and you could get your fifth hour for free you know what time it is if you haven't already head over to apple Podcasts, search for small talk subscribe to it rate it preferably five stars and review it like this review that says totally love it all caps wow five stars it's a long one so buckle up this is a long one i listen to the small talk pods over and over and over two exclamation points I've never seen one minute of Game of Thrones, but I love hearing their commentary. I have zero idea who these Game of Thrones characters are, but I feel like I've learned so much. Never have I listened to a group of people talk so in-depth about something I know nothing about or care to know about, and yet I feel like I got something from it. Maybe that's a question for my therapist. I think Saruti is one of the most naturally hilarious people. He is just so real. He is a genius, funny as hell, and has a great laugh. He has an edge to him which comes out in the most humorous ways, and he's probably the best friend a person could ever have. I'd love to meet his parents because I bet they are wonderful people. Hearing him talk about the royal baby was a riot. I almost drove in the ditch. I was laughing so hard. Michelle is so funny and smart. Again, she's a keeper. She may be an only child, but she's a great one. The chemistry between the three of them is podcast heaven. At first... (laughs) At first, I wasn't sure about Freeze Pops, but he's totally grown on me, much like a fungus I'm Mm. getting used to. He seems like a great guy, and I hope he finds a nice Midwest girl that does not ask him to take her to a strip club. E-gods. E-gods. It's harsh out there. It is harsh out there. Very. Be careful, Freeze Pops. Keep up the good work. Wow. Okay, lot to unpack there. First of all, this is now the second reviewer in the history of Small Talk that has compared me to fungus. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know what we do about that. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, two, female yes. uh, reviewer. So Maddie, watch out. She's coming in hot for Saruti. That's Sar- that. I'm, I'm getting the vibe there. Oh no, I'm not getting the vibe. I think it's just a total Saruti appreciation <laughs> post. I'm getting I'm getting Riverboat Tammy vibes. Oh, see, I totally disagree. Riverboat Tammy was shooting her shot. I <laughs> feel like Lori in Iowa. Is just appreciating Steve. He is. He's a singular talent. For the ta- I was just gonna say for the talent that he is. Yeah. He's just he's he's very charismatic and engaging while being genuine, which is hard to do. Yeah. Shouts to Saruti. Don't she says she likes you. No, it's fine. I'm a fungus. You grown on her. It's a funny analogy. No, I like it. It's funny. I'm 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 just I'm just giving you guys some shit. Are you jealous that she says I'm a great one and a keeper? No, and I mean, you're a fungus. No, because I agree with that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so awkward. What if you're like, no, you suck? What do you want me to say? You like me so much better now that I'm off my diet. Oh my god, you're so much better when you're eating. We ate roast beef sandwiches at the game last night. It was awesome. Oh my god, shout out Lion's Choice, <laughs> a St. Louis treat. The roast beef is unbelievable. Shaved so thin, and then you put this special seasoning on it. Yeah. 
And it was good. And I, the bread is super squishy. I put the so uh, horseradish sauce they have on it. Ooh. Which I thought might have been a mistake just because I really wanted him to savor the seasoning for his first time. It was great, though. Okay, I'm glad you liked I it. I enjoyed it immensely. We love Lion's Choice. Shout out. Shout out to Lion's Choice. Shout out to Enterprise Center for having that as an option. Totally. They have great stuff there. They have the High Point Diner we need to check out. Yeah, because we usually just eat the media food, or at least I do. I usually just crush those toasted ravs. I usually just drink mint tea and eat candy like a psychopath. Because <laughs> you've been on a diet most of this playoff run, too. You haven't been able to like enjoy these tea ravs with me. Yeah. They're good. They do a good job with them. I love it. Good stuff. Shout good stuff, to, Blues. Shout out to the Blues. A lot of Blues love on this pod. Well, yeah. They're our boys. Yeah, I love the Blues. They're our people. Favorite Western Conference team. There you go. Has this, let's be real for here for a second. How difficult has this been for you? It It is hard because, you know, I have been fully invested in this Blues season. I moved here and watched every single game. Yeah. We cover the team every single day. I'm right. listening to every single piece of post-game audio that these guys have been saying for months. Yeah. I was, the, the, the day that Mike Yo got fired was like my fourth day on the job. Wow, that's crazy. It was cr- it, like the whole, I, this whole thing has kind of been like run parallel with my time here. So yeah. it's, it's super weird for me to now, I don't know, not root against them, but be ha- be all, also be happy when they lose. It's it's a weird dichotomy for me because I grew up a Bruins fan. I used to go to Providence Bruins games. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just. It's your team. And, and you know, especially being out here, I'm not going to get emotional. When my teams do well, that's me, like, looking at, like, being happy for my people back home and, like, missing home and just, it's just the weirdest, it's so weird. But it's a good weird. It's a good problem to have. Because I think either way you'll be happy. I will be happy for Blues fans if the Blues win this thing. I In the moment, dead serious, if the, if the Blues win at Enterprise, you won't see me smiling it's just you won't. I will be in that moment upset that the Bruins lost, but maybe ten, fifteen minutes later, I'll be able to be like, okay, yeah, that sucked, but like, look at this scene. This is, I mean, it's it would be amazing. I just, I'm gonna encourage you to knock on some wood here, please, so your team can, you know, do Listen, what they need to do here. If the Blues lose, I may have to take a week off of this podcast. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I am so invested in this. I. Said this to Tom last night, and I truly believe this. I think I have an ulcer. Yeah. Because I have shooting pains in my stomach at all times. When the Blues play, I can't sit still. I have to stand up. I have to pace around like Bobby Plager walking the hallways. <laughs> last night, Randy Carricker looked at me, and he was like, are you all right? I'm like, I just, I need them to close this out. Once they scored the empty netter, I was like, okay. And even then, I was like, all right, I'm going to the elevator, because I'm like, I, I have, this has to end. <laughs> It has to end. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to try and record this scene here of these people celebrating this win, and Michelle was, like, freaking out. <laughs> she, like, didn't know how to <sighs> handle the situation. I just, you know, we, we've had it before where yeah. the Blues I get have it. Had let it up with less than 30 seconds left. So I just, well, I, they had a two-goal lead at that point, but still, you never know. And to me, the sooner I get to the elevator, the sooner it's over, the sooner they're, <laughs> they've tied it up and they're two wins away. Yeah. it's Hey, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of this. It really has. So whatever happens, happens. We'll see. Go Blues. Go Wait, Bruins. By the next time we record this podcast, a winner will have emerged victorious. Possibly. Well, yeah, either way, right? No. Oh, no, no, because Game 7 would be, what, the 12th, which is a Wednesday. Correct. 
the same day as the Vampire Weekend concert. That's right. So we could potentially be recording the day before Game 7. You and I will have to be sequestered. <laughs> we cannot watch that game together. God. Man, if this thing goes 7, that'd be incredible. Truly, truly incredible. You know me, I'm pulling for 6. Yeah. At home. Fair. I get it. So. All right, and on that note, we will be back in action next week. But until then, screw you, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.